We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What'd you, man, did you get a gift for uh, Father's Father's Day, love? Uh, I don't really believe in the gift thing, but I, I got a, a, a chance to spend some time by myself. You know what? You know what's funny? What's funny is I got a gift, so this, I don't know, man, look. When I was dating my wife in high school, right, I'm, he, I'm a huge jazz fan. So I used to have these cassette tapes uh, that my grandfather used to give me, right? And, you know, I had this tape of John Coltrane playing in the car. And on the flip side, it had a tribe called Quest or whatever. Hmm. So one side was tribe, the other side was John Coltrane. So somehow, some way, my wife got it. And long story short, she taped the Coke 99 over my John Coltrane. It was almost a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, we we almost didn't we almost didn't make it. And you know what I'm saying? We almost didn't make it. We almost didn't make it. This is a true story. We almost didn't make it, bro. Serious. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, she was like, Who is John Coltrane? I'm like, Ooh, Oh, made it worse. Just making it worse. I'm like, You are not cultured. You are not cultured. Dog. I don't know what's going on right now. So, <laughs> where am I at? Man. So, we're sitting there, and uh, yesterday she buys me an old school record player and uh I pull out the vinyl and it's John Coltrane mm. vinyl and she was like man I hope this makes up for you know what I did years ago and the fact that she remembered it I was like yo that's dope I was like that's dope I was like that's dope this is one of the coolest gifts I've ever got and then the second gift that I got is that Left, you know, we talk about it all the time, man. You got your two little guys. You got a lot of life in front of you with those two guys, man. My little girl called me from the beach yesterday. And uh, <laughs> said, where you at? She called me to make sure I got my gift because she had sent me my gift. And I said, yeah, thank you for my gift. 
and she's standing there and she's like, well, I'm about to go because I'm going surfing. Mm. And I'm like, you going what? Yeah. And immediately I'm like, man, I'm thinking sharks. She, got, thinking the, everything. she got them USC fans, man. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. I'm like, you going surfing. And uh, I get off the phone and my wife says, you're a pretty cool dad. And I said, what, what do you mean? She said, the fact that you've given her a life to where she could experience things like that, you did your job. And I was like, dang. <laughs> I guess you're right. I, you know, I, I mean, that's, that's our job as parents, right? To give opportunity to our kids. We can't ultimately decide what they do with it. But you just want to put them in position to, I'm sure some things your boys are going to experience and you're going to be like, what? Why are you trying that? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? And I was like, yo, you know what? That is pretty cool. I was like, yo, I, you know what? I appreciate that. And she sent me video. She was actually able to stand up. She was actually able to stand up on the board yesterday, bro. Of course, I'm still thinking sharks and all that stuff, bro. So. Yeah, the USC friends, you know, you do different stuff. <laughs> but it was cool, man. It was absolutely amazing, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, yeah, I hope everyone had a great Father's Day, man. My wife paid down her debt, even though it was like over 30 years. <laughs> but, yo, I haven't put it on yet, but I'm going to listen to some John Coltrane sometime this week. And now I want all I've been looking at vinyl all weekend, bro. I just been in shops just looking at vinyl, like, okay. Yeah. What can I buy now? New collection. Yeah. She was like, yeah, you got to get you a crate. I said, hold on, I'm not DJing. Yeah. I'm not DJing. I am a consumer. And when you have a vinyl collection, it goes on the shelf. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know what I'm you find you a nice shelf. More museum like. Absolutely. Absolutely. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, man. We hope you guys enjoyed the weekend. Once again, uh happy Juneteenth. Thank you, Jason. Jason Smith. Exactly. Thank you. Jason Smith said, uh, vinyl and film. Yeah, who knew? Who knew that vinyl and film would still be popular in 2023? That's right. Who knew? Who knew? Lucky, lucky podcast. When we come back, Left is happy. Left is happy. He's very happy. He got a commitment this weekend. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to talk about Marcus Freeman is meeting with the media, right? You're going to see stories coming out over the next week or so. Marcus Freeman is meeting with Athletic or Blue and Gold.com and all the outlets, Irish Breakdown, because this is when all the outlets get their one on one. And we're going to see what he's talking about and how he feels. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're back right here, Lucky Lefty Podcast. There was some buzz in recruiting this weekend. Kingston, the man, the linebacker that is a must-get in this class for it to remain an elite class and a top-five class. Uh, he was on campus with his family, Kingston, Mila Muasa, and the young man, Really, as I said last week, USC, they pulled out all the bells and whistles for the young man on his official visit. And you can say they closed the gap or impressed the young man, but ultimately I think it comes down to Notre Dame and Ohio State. He is a young man that, you know, gives me the impression that he wants to get away from that normal pipeline that is California, Bosco, go to USC. He wants to niche his own story. And Ohio State and Notre Dame will help him do that. Max Bullock. Max Bullock was mentioned by the young man, the linebacker coach. Not officially the linebacker coach, but he's coaching the linebackers. Um, That's very important because when it comes to the linebackers, you're going to need someone to step up and help out Al Golden when it comes to recruiting in that area. Max Book's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty solid player, too. Yeah. Darn good coach. Came from over at uh, Alabama and seems to be doing it. He, look, I'll say this. He's doing an amazing job with the freshman class. That's right. just from me watching him at practice. He is an absolute amazing uh, attention-to-detail hawk when it comes to these freshmen. He is not allowing them to get away with anything. Any, if, there are, if there are anyone, if there's anyone having to repeat reps, it's the freshman linebackers. Everybody else, man, he's calling them on the spot. Like, yo, get back here. Do that again. You know, and I love that. That's the type of coaching you want, and I'm glad that the Notre Dame linebackers are getting that. Malcolm Ziegler, big-time safety. You broke down his film last week, left. He was on campus. Uh, I got Brian Roberts over at Irish Breakdown caught up with him. Yo, 
Big time kid, very versatile. You pointed out fast, looks more like a linebacker, and he could go from safety to rover uh, at Notre Dame. But with all of that being said and done, it's going to be a battle to see if he can get out of the Carolinas and whether or not he ends up in Notre Dame. And then, you know, I don't, I have not, just so you guys know, because I know people are wondering, I have not spoken to Justin Scott since he's arrived back home from his visit to Miami. I probably won't speak to him until sometime during the middle of the week. I'll get the lay of the land, and if I have some tidbits, we'll talk about it at some point uh, during the show. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to jump on him too quick. Some kids didn't like that, you know. Huh? So Marcus Freeman met with the athletic left. And we said Marcus Freeman ever since the decision has been made and made public that Jack Swarbrick is going to be stepping down has been a little bit more vocal, to say the least, bro. Uh, <laughs> it is amazing how much he's beginning to open up and talk. What is your biggest impression from Marcus Freeman going into year two? Like, what's the one thing you would tell fans, this is what you need to hold on to and be confident in? I think one thing, he's just more comfortable. I think yeah. he's more understanding of where he's at and obviously an uptick of more attention than what Brian Kelly was causing at the head coach position. I didn't know he had that many resources. So, you know, Marcus Freeman is really getting into the the bells and whistles of what it's like uh, being a head coach at Notre Dame. And I think at the end of the day, um, his confidence and comfortability is going to reflect on the team and is is going to look more organized. And I think he's it's going to allow him to be more involved in the games and more lively. And I think we'll see more of a character uh, develop in, in Marcus Freeman as well as the team. So the identity of the team, I think, goes with Marcus Freeman. And in a year two situation, I think it'll fit more of what the personality and vision of what he set out to be in year one. You can mm-hmm. see come, come in in fruition in year two. Man. I love the fact that I think some point at some point during year one, he recognized I need to switch gears. Like this isn't working. My original plan, the way I thought it was going to play out, this isn't working. And he had the confidence to say, you know, confidence to say, look. I need to take a little bit of a detour and do things a little bit differently. And I'll take the hit for it. But I have to get this back on track. I have to be honest about this situation. I have to be honest about the quarterback room. I have to be honest about recruiting. I have to be honest about everything that's out of whack. Because if we don't get this right and correct it, it could get worse. And for him to recognize that without, you know, just playing it out, you know, some people could say, man, it's my first year. They're not going to fire me. I'll wait to the offseason. Um, this is like midstream. He was like, no, 
uh, we're not going down this road. We're not doing it. We're not doing it like this. So that took a lot of guts, in my opinion. Yeah, that took a lot of guts. He had a Q and A in the athletic, and I want to. Uh, he was asked about feeling indebted to Jack Swarbrick, and this is a little insert. Uh, he's been amazing just in terms of support. He'll give me suggestions and leadership, never plays, never X's and O's, just leadership ideas. Some I utilize, some I don't. But to have that person there that has been so successful, so experienced, is really what I'll miss the most. I think the situation, I think this, to say the least, um, to say the least, I think mm, what I'll be saying, would it be safe to say uncomfortable? Yeah, you don't want a micromanager around you all day. I think that's kind of where. Marcus Freeman obviously appreciates what he's done for him, you know, um, and and the things that he set up for him when he didn't have to give him the opportunity, obviously. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's like, damn it with faint praise because you still was like holding my hand the whole time. Mm-hmm. So as much as I'm grateful to you, I'm kind of like happy this is a good transition to where, you know, you can go do your thing. Right. And then I can really do my thing and not have to, you know, so I appreciate your words of advice and your written speeches for me. <laughs> <laughs> and like he said, he said, I wasn't, I, I took some things I said and then some things I wasn't right. saying. Right, right, right. That that stood out to me in that quote. And so I do think uh, it's it makes it even more apparent that he's trying to get on the Pete Provoca train a little early and establish a relationship. And you know, for a guy like Marcus Freeman, he can see what he likes and doesn't like. Yeah. You know, he can see what he likes and doesn't like, and now he can he can coach better because of it. Because now you know what things to steer away from and what things, like you say, take with a grain of salt. Yeah, uh, man, I can agree with that, bro. And I think the opportunity comes at a perfect time. The transition comes at a perfect time. I tip my cap to Jack Swarbrick for understanding uh, the assignment, right? Because everybody can't step away at the right time. Right, everybody can't step away at the right time, and some people hold on. But he understood the assignment, he did what he was supposed to do. I'm sure he wanted to win a national championship during his tenure, he didn't get it done. But what he did do was firmly establish Notre Dame in a lot of different areas to move forward successfully, right, into the future. So One more question from the interview he had with the Athletic. Uh, you spent a little bit of time with Pete Bavacqua at the Kentucky Derby. I see this is something. Remember they all went to the Derby? Yeah. And you saw pictures and everything? 
this is when, you know, behind the scenes, people knew what was getting ready to come down the pipe. And uh, he said, I got to know him for the past year, actually. Spent a lot of time together last summer at NBC. That was maybe the first time I met Pete. And then he came to a lot of our games and we spent time together at our night games. We would text back and forth quite often. We spent a lot of time together at the Derby. It all makes sense now. I remember talking to him last week. I said, you knew, you knew at the Derby. He said, yeah, I wanted to tell you so bad, but I couldn't. But we spent a lot of quality time See, together. Yeah, I don't like that. You know, well, like that was, go ahead. Why, why, why don't you like that? Yeah, I don't know. You know, you got double agents around. You know? <laughs> Let me know what's going on. You spending all this time with me. You're not knowing you really right, 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 right. stuff. You really collecting data on me or whatever. And say keep it funky. Like I really, you know, I really wanted to tell you. What else you really want to tell me? Mr. Right, Aqua. You know, y'all. Right, right, right. But I think it also it was kind of writing on the wall because you know Coach Kelly apparently had a burner account, but. <laughs> just like just like Jack Swarbrick saw the writing on the wall, I think Brian Kelly and Jack kind of colluded together on their exit, considering they're like, listen, we've been able to rob the bank and not face no jail time. And we can go out as heroes. Mm. You can be the winningest coach of all time and not win a championship and be remembered in a good light coming off of 10 win seasons and all this other stuff. Uh-huh. No statue, but you'd be the winningest coach of all time, and you can go get a hundred million dollars. Jack is like, listen, you do that, and then I can hire the young guy that everybody likes, settle these couple TV apparel deals, and then dip before NIL get crazy. And we can make off like bandits and ride off into the sun. And so those plans had to probably be kept under secret. Uh-huh. But I think Marcus Freeman knew the inside. I think Tommy knew the inside. That's why Tommy was so ready to hop on planes and take visits all over the place. Right. Makes sense. Right. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here, that's for sure. Asked, looking back, was he picking your brain before all of this? What did you guys talk about? Yeah. Marcus Freeman. We talked about the season. We talked about how we're navigating through NIL, transfer portal, and all these different questions. There was an element of getting to really know each other, like having in-depth conversations about who we are. All this time, I didn't know Pete played football at Notre Dame. I knew he graduated from Notre Dame, but I didn't know that he was a punter for Lou Holtz, and that's something that I never knew. It was really good to recently learn that. Look, I, I think I think Pete was trying to form a relationship and to kind of let me play devil's advocate. He probably said, Am I gonna keep this? That was a, no, that was some no no. Let, let me play devil's advocate for a second. I think Pete Bavaka was very aware of the trickiness of certain situations and Notre Dame without getting too deep into it. it there were some things surrounding Marcus, Freeman, surrounding Marcus Freeman that most people would deem not cool in comparison to how other coaches 
were dealt with. And in doing that, you have to understand that people of Aqua, you know, I really think try to get a feel of the head coach to say, man, you know, what type of person? Is he gun shy? Is he this? How is he reacting to this? Because I know what he's dealing with. Like, I know some of the foolishness he's dealing with. Let me find out how he's dealing with these things. I need to talk to him about NIL. I know how he feels. I know how Jack Swarbrick feels. I understand this is something I'm going to have to help Notre Dame move into the future with. Let me get the lay of the land and really get his true feelings on these things. At some point, like he said, I do believe Pete Bavaka wants to go ahead and be like, yo, just so you know, man, this is what's up. You know, but, you know, but I do think he was trying to form, he was trying to give Marcus the intention or the um, impression that he has an ally. Not a a boss, not a boss left, not a boss, but an ally. That's different. That's different. Not like I, I, not like undercover boss where you go in there and see if he gonna bash on Jack Swarvik and, and say some crazy stuff and then not I like just that. don't look there was some look like I said the situation where Marcus Freeman is hiring the way certain things went down it it was not the best bro the Andy Ludwig thing it was not the best certain people that are around the program whether or not you know they're viewed as eyes and ears. Oh yeah, you definitely got eyes and ears. Four to eight. That's what I'm saying. It's not the best, bro. And in knowing this, Pete Bavaka comes in, and the first thing he wants to do is establish a relationship. Like, yo, this is me and you. This is me and you. I mean, that sounds good. But... And hopefully, you don't have to worry about yeah. Hopefully you don't have to worry about in-betweens. I'm not interested in trying to find out information through somebody else. I've been coming to you this whole year, and I I, I intend to continue to come straight to you for right. my answers. And that is good to have an ally. I hope he is an ally. I think Marcus Freeman can really use that Absolutely. Just because you need some backup in 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 the challenges that you're facing mm-hmm. with everybody else not at this at the university, you need to be fighting on two fronts, you know. You know, and it's all about styles, right? Because I'm I'm not saying this to be um critical of Jack Swarbrick, right? Everyone has a way and a style by which they do the job. Jack Swarbrick, I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think Jack Swarbrick ever viewed himself as an AD that wanted to be super close to his head coach. That's just like Brian Kelly, never super close to his quarterback. Absolutely. So that's just the way things were. So that was his way for him to be effective as an athletic director. That's the way he saw him carrying out the mandate and being successful. And that's fine because some other people 
can be more personable. Some other people can actually be an ally in a certain way. And that's not to say, you know, from in many ways, I believe that the word was supportive, right? In the article we just read, Marcus Freeman felt supported. He felt supported, especially from a leadership standpoint. Uh, he mentioned that he took some advice and some advice as far as leadership. He was like, All right. right. <laughs> so, you know, but to go through this process, to spend time, he has built up a relationship with Pete Bavacqua without the backdrop of him being his boss. You understand what I'm saying? It's almost like you being really cool with somebody without the backdrop of a relationship. Y'all just built a man. Right. And ain't no pressure of a relationship. We just cool. We super cool. We talk honest about everything. Man, I could trust you. I feel like I could trust you. That's that's the foundation of a good relationship. Now, let's add the actual titles on top of that relationship that already has a foundation and hopefully ends up being positive. I think it will be, man. I really do. And the fact that he was coming in asking him about NIL, that was the main question. Like, man, so how are you, how are you navigating this NIL stuff? Yeah. He's like, I'm I'm all for any initiative that Pete Bavaco has to uh, solve his NIL situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, however you want to spin it. I feel like that's the main thing. You know, and last but not least, when he was asked about the first season, this is what I love. He said, I learned so much about myself. Question, man. Man, how do you audit the first season? I learned so much about myself and I became a better coach. That's it. That's it for me. That's it for me. No excuses. It's not like the old guard where, you know, you point the finger at somebody else. Heaven forbid, it could never be me. I could never be the reason why we didn't get the job done. Marcus Freeman's like, yo, that's on me. Marshall, that's on me. Stanford, that's on me. USC, that's on me. It is what it is. But I'm left, I am encouraged. I am definitely encouraged by this relationship. Yeah. Between Marcus Freeman and Pete Bavacqua. I am. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's going to be something that they get on the same page. Mm -hmm. And it's not a father-son relationship. It's more of like a partner relationship in a business. Yeah. It's still 5149. 
but Elite ain't 70 30 like it is. <laughs> Christ. Lucky Nuffy Podcast. How you feeling about this uh this Phoenix trade as we get ready to get out of here, love? I don't know. The way the Nuggets put things together, if they just got a solid team throughout, I feel like you're just going to be hard to beat. Because, you know, having Aaron Gordon is just like having Aaron, Andrew Wiggins when Golden State was winning. It's like it's not your mm. it's not your best player where all the fans would be like, man, that's the piece that's going to solve it. But when you're in the playoffs and you just see an Andrew Wiggins or a Bruce Brown or uh Aaron Gordon getting 11 and 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 seven or 20 point game you like damn they, they got a team mm-hmm. and maybe that's the way the lakers gotta do who knows i think there is about to be extreme panic across the nba mm. the, the buzz about zion williamson this is when i laugh the hornets hold a top pick and the story is that new orleans wants to trade with the hornets and um, the Hornets are like, we prefer Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I would too. And I said, I I said, that's the dumbest thing in the world. What? It's the dumbest thing in the world. Because What's as, as, as the new As a new majority owner, I'm not coming in trying to win a championship. You're not winning a championship. Charlotte in the next five years. I'm coming in trying to sell tickets. Oh, okay. I would take LaMelo and Zion. Man, you know how many tickets I would sell with Melo and Zion for the next five? Are you kidding me? Nah, that's smart. It's blockbuster. It's blockbuster. Easy sale. Easy sales. Easy. Build myself up to the point where now I can have assets to actually build a championship team. But until then, let's get these people, people through the turnstiles. You telling me you're going to give for a first-round pick? You're going to give me Zion Williamson that I can package with Melo? Man. Yeah. Whatever. Hard. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all marketing, bro. And, mar- and, and people, this is funny. Brandon Ingram has missed – I think it's something crazy. Over the last three seasons, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson have both been in the top ten and missed games. So while people talk about how many games Zion Williamson missed, Brandon Brandon Ingram has missed just as many games over the last three years. Not as many, but he's missed a lot. Like when Zion was carrying, when New Orleans was like second seed and Zion was carrying them, guess who was not playing? Brandon Ingram. So it is, dude. They act like Brandon Ingram is some dude that plays like eighty games a year. Definitely no, not. No, I, and for me, I'm I'm talking about from a business standpoint. I'm not even talking about basketball. Man, yeah, I would, I man, I would man, put. It's the same reason why the Browns got Johnny Manziel. Man, I would put posters of Melo and Zion up, and Zion is from Carolina. Oh, yeah. dude. It'll go crazy. It'll go crazy. What are we talking about? I don't really have a problem then. What are we talking about? I just bought the team, bro. Yeah. You know, I have the man. I just spent three bills. 
We're gonna have to start getting this money in. And Brandon Ingram, people not coming to the Turner Styles for that dude. No, they're not. Unfortunately, and that's not to say I'm not sitting here debating who's the better player. That's not. I understand why New Orleans would much rather give up Zion. I just don't understand Charlotte not seeing the opportunity <laughs> to be like, yo, we can put, we can pair these two for like three years. Yeah. Make a ton of money. Be on national TV. They tripping for sure. Man. They, they might not get to the playoffs, but hey. But hey, we're gonna have we're gonna have some packed houses just like uh uh, the Nuggets have been for a long time. They pack out every house even before they was won the championship. And they built it the right way. I think it's amazing that both uh, Jokic and uh, Murray started on the bench together. Uh, that's an amazing story. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were both drafted. They came off and played together on the second unit. And they both were elevated. You know, it's it's a great story, man. It's a great story. I don't, man, look, Dame Lillard is rumored to be going to Miami now. Uh, I think it's just a lot of panic. The Bulls are talking about moving Zach Levine. I told him to do that five years, three years ago. So uh, <laughs> it's it's about it's about to be some movement. Yeah. It's about to be some movement. And you can literally see a, a team. You know what, it, what, what does Golden State do? See, I'm very interested because – um, Draymond declined his uh, declined his offer, and is a free agent now. Wow! So he's only restricted free agent. So now I'm interested, very interested, in seeing where Draymond goes. Does he go back to Golden State cheaper? What does Golden State do? Do they just depend on their youngsters? Andrew Wiggins getting healthy? Well, I heard they was complaining. The young dudes, DiVincenzo, Kaminga, Moses Moody were complaining they weren't getting enough time. So James Wiseman, you know, so who knows? I mean, you in order to get better, you have to play. Right. That's any sport, anything you do. If you're not going to get the opportunity to play, then what are we really talking about? So, yeah, I, man, man, I, I just don't. John Massey said Golden State needs to dump Jordan Poole. Hey. Hey, right? Hey, man. But if you tell you, if you allow Zion to go back home, keep a close watch on him, man. Oh, man, it's even going to be worse. Because <laughs> now all the high school shorties that he wanted. wanted oh, left. Don't don't say crazy. Don't say that, man. You thought the the, the – Girls he couldn't get. Don't say that, love. When he got to the league, just go back home and get the girls he had and, and wanted you and all that. Man, what? Don't say that, love. It's going to be bad for him. But he's still young, man. 23, he's living his dream. So. Man, our heart <coughs> condolences and prayers go out to uh, our guy Dexter Williams, man, who uh, unfortunately got injured this weekend. Mm. And uh, it didn't look too good. Hopefully, he can come back and get back to playing. He's playing really well in he USFL. Was. He's playing really well. So, and I never got your thoughts on the the intramural tackle league uh, being done for at Notre Dame, bro. 
Soft. <laughs> Soft. Soft. Terrible. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, man. Go follow us. You know how we do it each and every day. We give you the audio edibles. We keep it funky, man. We keep it funky. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day brought to you by Nora Whiskey, NoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com. Who you got in the Petty Train, love? Man. Probably put on the Petty Train our first daycare kid. <laughs> Just opened a daycare at the house. First daycare kid was tough, man. Not gonna lie. It's different when they're not your kids. So the whole experience was just like, I think I put myself on the petty train just because I didn't know I wasn't ready for what I wasn't ready for. So maybe I'm petty, but the kid's even more petty. So how about that? Teach your kids to listen. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I hope that it's not a. Hopefully, some of y'all can feel me on that. But man, I think it's uh It definitely takes a community to raise a kid. But if they're not your kids, you need a you need more than just a community. You need a couple people, a nanny, get you a nanny involved. Because <laughs> you can't treat because it's not your kids like your kids and how you would treat them for real. Man. So <laughs> <laughs> it's fun until it's not fun. But I like the experience. I want to keep doing it. Obviously, it's just man. You got to get the right kids to get to the daycare. Maybe I do an interview process. You know, maybe a test run. But Jesus Christ. Woo, boy. You are definitely being developed in the area of patience, my brother. <laughs> you think you're like until you have somebody else's kids, that really tests you. You know, if you if you all about the kids. See, it's it's very similar for me when my nephews and nieces come over, <laughs> and they spend the weekend. You know, and it's like, you know, <laughs> like fam, is this how you all are yeah, allowed? What you do at home? Yeah, what you what you do at home? This is <laughs> right. Let's. 
they allow you to move this way. Yeah, man, because it's been yeah. be like you either you either you do this at home or you not at home, so you ready to try stuff not at home, you know. Right, right, right. This is not the experiment house, you know. I need you to if you're gonna do that, have a good cleanup about you, you know, have a good cleanup time. Yeah. You can play. So I said, grand opening, grand closing. No, it's open still, but man, we got an interview process. <laughs> we got a filter system going in place. A defense system. How about oh, that defense? Yeah. Oh, this guy left is out here defining fit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to fit in all areas of life. <laughs> now, wait a minute. What's more important? The interview of the parents or the observation of the kid? See the you should have you should have a twenty four you should have a, a one visit observation before you see, commit to a kid. The parents, see the parents only go as far as you let them, you know. Because it's for instance, we had the kids show up between four to nine. It's a good time. Okay. 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 The next day you go two to nine. Okay, a little early. Okay. You next day you ten to nine. Oh, you. You here, you know, you enjoying the day. Right. Next day, you you texting us, you here, it's six in the morning. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't. Hey, like, wait a minute. We got to find. We got to find the right hours. You know, we said we open, but I don't know about the 24 hours, you know. Right. Because now it's like, oh, you just want them to just be over here. You know, it's one of them things. You just, right. you just, you just want them to hang out. <laughs> now you've replaced us. Now we're your iPad. Yeah, you know now, what I'm saying. Yeah, Instead of giving your kid the iPad, you so you bringing the uncle lefts. You know the kid go home every day with some food and, and a bunch of good stories. How he got to having all the fun, and so the parents are like, "Oh, you must want to go over there earlier and earlier," you know. <laughs> and so it's it's some it's a learning process. You definitely learning yourself. Uh -huh. You know, of, of what hours you like and what hours you don't like. It before it's like, oh yeah, 24 hours, no big deal. You get in and out. See, it's a mix. You gotta have <laughs> the hours with the device. So with the, shouldn't there be like a six-hour shift every day? Like these are the six to eight hours where your child would be here. You yeah, you know, stretch we, it out to like 12 and 13. Like, that's we, yeah, we started. You know, it, well, this is our uh, for, last week was our first test run week, so we tried to find the right uh times and stuff. But man, <laughs> now you start yeah. talking about nine o'clock in the evening, boy. You, yeah, you now with a with a with a good kid, not a, not that it, the other kid was bad, but with a with a with a kid that doesn't have bad habits yet. That's fine. You could be here for a while. You know, we, we got a schedule. We're a Spanish immersion program, you know, so you get your little como te llamas in there, you know. But keeping kids busy is a whole nother thing, you know. Yeah. They, they seem to want to do everything in a day. <laughs> a couple things here and there, but it keeps you young. It's fun, but, man, yeah, it's a challenge. Man, <laughs> yo, I don't, you know, I don't even want to try. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing, bro. 
Hopefully less. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we see improvements, man. Hey, let me tell you something, man. That's important. Like, I give all the credit, me and my wife, the uh, first person that took care of our daughter, we give her a lot of credit for our daughter and, at, you know, academically and how she developed as a person. Of course, you know, we're her parents, but she, her first caretaker, man, daycare individual, Miss Alba, who she's passed since then, man, she was absolutely Man, I would come in and drop her off. Miss Alva would have homemade homemade biscuits ready mm, with eggs and bacon, bro. And would be like, "You want some?" I'm like, man, <laughs> <laughs> yo. So, man, it's important, man. So, left, you you know, just just be patient, bro. Yeah, that's that's what you learn. That's what you. You learn fast, but you know, it's all worth it. And hopefully we won't see left on the front of the newspaper out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. With a kid or something. Yeah, because you can't believe how far some of these kids would go. Man, bro. Man, the, the first time you see one just go in the refrigerate refrigerator, bro. What yeah, I'm it's saying. Like- you know, some kids need more attention than others. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, the first one, one of the uh, new kids happens to uh, hit little left. Yeah, it's like, like you that. Gotta, yeah, you like, oh. Because <laughs> you still got to think it's a business now. You want to Right, know. right. <sighs> now you out there making decisions like your boy. Uh, what's his name? They had to swim past his son to get his niece. Oh man, yes, decisions that I I don't want to think about. You know. <laughs> hey, have a great uh, great Monday. Once again, happy Juneteenth. We'll see you back here tomorrow. We're prime time tomorrow. Prime time tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow night right here. At Lucky Lucky Podcast. Have a great day. Most of all, make sure you spin it different. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.